Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Q on Q. Man, what a busy few weeks it has been. We're back in the school routine in our house now, and I'm still getting settled in and kind of balancing and managing everything with the new schedule this year. If you have kids or you work in a school, um, how's your year going so far? I hope you've been able to adjust smoothly back into some sense of normalcy, if we can call it that, and it will be a great year for you as the year goes on. Well, last week, I started into a new series called March Forward. If you didn't tune in, here's a little backstory. Um, We watch drum corps competitions a lot. It's one of our favorite activities. I'm always fascinated by how the creative team can take a theme and turn it into a field production. I spent some time digging into the show themes for all the cores this year because I was just so impressed with how well so many of them told the story through their show. And in reflecting on these musical journeys we were taken through, I started to reflect on just how much we can really dissect these themes and learn from the stories they told through music. Last week was entitled Riffs and Revelations, and I reflected on some of our repeated patterns and things we learned through them this past summer. Well, this week, the show is entitled Rear View Mirror. This was the show of the cadets from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And while this show highlighted a worldview through themes of the topics of spirituality, human experience, and various world issues, all through travel, it got me thinking a little bit about the term rearview mirror. As the show focused on, there were things to look back upon where we came from. There were things to reflect upon in the present, and there were many things to look forward to. So today I want to hit upon those very three topics and how we can apply them in many facets of life. I want to talk a little about looking back at what's behind us, looking ahead at what's in front of us, and that little warning on our car mirror that things may be closer than they appear. You know, I hear people all the time say that you should never look behind you but focus on what's ahead. And while it's true that what's in front of us is where we're headed, There are lessons to be learned from the past, as long as we don't allow ourselves to live there. Memories can be both a blessing and, for lack of a better term, a curse. There's wonderful kinds of walking down the aisle at your wedding memories, or having your first child memories, and then there's the not-so-wonderful kind, like losing a job or having big financial stress. Human nature in us wants to focus on the good memories with a smile and put those at the forefront. But that doesn't mean that we completely forget about the bad ones either, and they usually pop up from time to time when we really least want them around. Sometimes it isn't easy to let go of things from our past. I mean, they're a part of us after all. But it can become dangerous when our past becomes larger than life, encapsulating our present, causing us to miss literally what is right in front of us. When thinking this, I always remember this analogy which articulates this sentiment perfectly. You know, when you drive a car, the most important direction to look is forward, through the front windshield. The large windshield provides an open view of where we're going. And while we often need to look in the rearview mirror or the side mirrors to see where we've been, we need to realize that it's really small in comparison to the size of the windshield in front of us. What would happen if you drove forward but you chose to only look in your rearview mirror. Well, our peripheral vision would probably enable us to see a little bit, maybe navigate for a while, but certainly not well enough to make adjustments when we drove. We'd probably miss the lines on the road and maybe even bump into a guardrail and any sudden dangers that might pop up in front of us. It would also cause us to drive 
probably pretty slowly, and that would kind of hinder our progress to where we were headed in the future. And in reality, if we tried to go along at the normal pace with those things as our reality, odds are we would probably crash the car. Thinking about that might sound a little extreme, but the fact is that God doesn't want us to live in the past. There is a caveat, though, to this, and it's what we often use you know, when we talk about answers to prayer and lessons we've learned as faith builders for our future. It really is a blessing to look back and see God's handprints all over our experiences and the people he's allowed to cross our paths as we look back at difficult times. When hardships appear, we really do need to recall those times when God's presence and his working was evident in our lives. And this is where I love the analogy of looking in a rearview mirror being looking at what is behind us. Those are positive reinforcement memories that we can cling to and that help us turn our view towards the present. We just have to be careful because sometimes we spend a little too much time looking in the rearview mirror of life, focusing on those things, that we miss what God is doing today. We should never be so focused on the past that we aren't living in the present. A few years ago, my family and I went through something that you could fairly call it a difficult experience. And though we've overcome that time, there are times that cause those memories to pop up and cause me to take a look in the rearview mirror. And if I look long enough, it skews my view of the present. It almost holds me in a trap that forces me to think about the negativity of that time period and makes me begin to ask questions. But I cannot. I cannot allow any past experience to define my present or my future. I've had people ask me how we were able to move forward. And the truth is, you can't and you won't ever forget about things you've experienced. But dwelling on the past is different than recalling it. Dwelling on past experiences literally means a place you take up residence. Okay? Think about that. You're allowing the past experiences to literally live in the present or in your future. This can be true about negative and positive experiences. We dwell on something bad that happened and it keeps a grip on us from moving forward. And likewise, it's dangerous to live completely in the memory of a positive experience. I've heard some people reminisce about a time when their life might have been cushier or when their preferences were met more or when things just were different and they long to be there again. But what their reality are doing is ignoring the blessings that are currently in front of them. Stuck in the past is right where the enemy wants you. Here's why. If your eyes are on the past, you're distracted from the calling on your life in the present. It causes you to miss the beauty and the blessings that exist all around you. And you miss those things until they're in your rearview mirror and behind you. So what about the present? I'm not going to hit on this a ton, little sneak peek that comes in episode four of this series, but I do want to address some of the most common things we tend to overlook about the present. There's a lot to be said about living in the present and about being present. I remember coming home from being out all day with my family and the electricity was out. I can still remember the house was hot. It was dark. We couldn't do a lot of our customary evening things like, you know, turning the TV on or hopping on the computer or whatever it was. We're not accustomed to an unplugged life. Even with self-imposed boundaries in place on using our phones and keeping the TV off at certain times, you know, 
they're go-tos for so many things. And even when it's not electronics, I find myself often distracted by so many things. In the meantime, life happens all around me. Sure, I stay informed, entertained, and socially connected, but at what expense? By keeping ourselves so wrapped up in being plugged in, we miss out. We miss time with friends and family, enjoying nature, or conversing with a stranger in the grocery store line. With the world at our fingertips, we often miss the world we live in. You know, I think about that night when the power was out. We survived. <laughs> Do you find it difficult to be fully present? Do dings and rings and flashing messages draw you away from what you're supposed to be focusing on? Or does a lengthy to-do list or demands from your job distract you when they really shouldn't? There's numerous accounts in Scripture where Jesus even encountered distractions. And in every situation, he remained fully present. You know, I picture him making eye contact with people. I picture him listening to people, walking beside people. The gift of his presence brought healing and peace. And that night, with no electricity when we could have been so distracted, we opened the windows, lit some candles, and we talked and we played some games. We made connection with each other. And though the circumstances sort of forced us into it, it's moments like that one that often make me think about some of the things we're missing out on. Our presence, not just being there, but being present, has the potential to bring healing and peace to those around us. Giving people our full attention is worth turning off the phone and having the to-do list wait just a little bit later. When we give ourselves space through the day, we're able to be present to the working of the Holy Spirit in us and to the people around us, our friends, our family, our co-workers, really anybody we interact with in public. We are able to enjoy where we are rather than rushing to the next big thing. If you were to ask the people closest to you to define the pace of your life, what would they say? Well, they comment about how you're so busy all the time and you never slow down and work is number one on your priority list. Or they compliment your pace for space that allows for grace. You might not always get the answer you're looking for when you come to this, and you might get different responses from different people depending on how you interact with them. But I want you to take some time and reflect a little bit on your interactions, your activities, some things on the schedule. Look for areas you can be more present, not just physically, but where you can truly give the gift of your presence. So what about the future? I'm sure many of us are ultra familiar with the scripture in Matthew 6.34 that says this. This is the NIV. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I became a father over 20 years ago, even though I'm a school teacher and I know a lot about interacting with kids. And though we'd read all the books and did all the classes, our first kid was admittedly a bit of a guinea pig. Sorry to my daughter out there. You know all the struggles, you know, the strategies you're trying to figure out perfectly, the timeout policies. Do I do swift discipline or let it ride? Do I do positive reinforcement? You name it, we tried it. And you know, as our daughter got older and as our son has grown up, we've noticed how different we are as parents today. I see how my maturing as a teacher has taught me new strategies, communication techniques, and things to help better connect with my kids. And in no way am I perfect, but I sometimes wonder 
not often, but I do wonder, what I might have done differently then if I knew then what I know now. I use it as a way to connect to my own teenage years, and I see a lot of myself and my son, his friend groups, his tendencies, his mannerisms, and I think to myself, and we've had this conversation, so this is not letting out a bunch of dirt here, what can I do with him that will help him avoid some of the things that I did, maybe some of the mistakes I made, or help him be more successful in his friendships, his communications, and in life in general? I think it's important to realize that in all facets in life, we constantly build on past knowledge. Now, you notice I didn't say we go back and dwell in the past. We build on past knowledge. What we learn today starts with what we know from yesterday. The knowledge we learn tomorrow adds to the lessons we learned today. We won't ever know it all, but the point is to keep moving forward. How true is this idea in our spiritual lives, too? In the beginning stages of our spiritual journey, we don't fully comprehend all of God's Word. But he asks us to learn more about him each day, which allows us to journey into our tomorrow with a better understanding of how to live a life that pleases God. Well, I want to kind of start to wrap today by talking a little bit about the one item related to the rearview mirror that I haven't addressed yet. And maybe it's more about the side mirrors, but it's still applicable. It's that little printed message that says, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. This familiar safety warning is engraved on the passenger side mirrors of vehicles in a lot of countries, with its purpose being to warn drivers that the far distance that the small size of objects in the mirror shows is not the actual distance, meaning the driver should be careful. Many people live their lives making the mistake of thinking that the objects they see in the mirror are farther than they are. Likewise, many people assume in life, though wrongly, that some things they see happening around them are far away from them for them to really care or need to be involved in. Some fail to anticipate and take necessary precautions. Let's think of it in a real-life example. Sometimes when teachers give students a long advance notice about a test or a big assignment, they don't prepare well because they keep telling themselves, oh, I've got weeks to finish that. That date is so far off. But when it's a day or two before the test or the big project due date, that's when reality really sets in. That date that seemed so far away was really closer than they had thought. And I know it's not all about tests, and this is just one example, but the reality is many things in life that seem so far off really aren't that far away after all. Things in life that may seem so far out of reach are really a lot closer than we think. So why do we allow ourselves to believe that opportunity is too far for us to reach? Why do we continue to tell ourselves that we can't be more than we are? Or that our circumstances define us? I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the Scout's motto, be prepared. But do you know why that's their motto? Because this is their founding philosophy, and I took this straight from their website. You are always in a state of readiness in mind and body to do your duty. Be prepared in mind by having disciplined yourself to be obedient to every order and also by having thought out beforehand any accident or situation that might occur so that you know the right thing to do at the right moment and are willing to do it. Be prepared in body by making yourself strong and active and able to do the right thing at the right moment and do it. 
Folks, it's time to stop constantly looking over our shoulders and letting the past define our future. It's time to start embracing the present and living in our heavenly destiny to pave a way for our future. If we're living out our calling, then we'll be prepared. We'll know what to do when the enemy comes after us. We'll know how to think and know how to react when both difficulty and success arise. When we allow ourselves to stay stuck, it's like God is almost saying, I have a plan and a future for you, but it's going to take you forever to get there if you do it your way. You can almost hear him chuckling when he says that. You know, I could spend the rest of my life looking in the rearview mirror, stuck in the negative, or dwelling on what once was. Or I could choose to trust in God's plan for me. You know, like it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper me and not harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. The choice is mine to make. The choice is yours to make. In order to move forward, we have to live our lives looking through the windshield instead of the rearview mirror. We need to focus on what is ahead, not what is behind. And God reassures us that just as driving requires an occasional glance in the rearview mirror, it's okay to look back and remember. We just can't allow ourselves to live there. For you, it might be an easy mindset switch. For others, it might be really hard. Stepping forward, no matter how small or big, is a step in the right direction. And my prayer this week is that God would remind us all, in the gentlest of ways when necessary and the firmest and loudest of ways when necessary, to keep looking forward and to trust his plans for us. And when we take a glance in the rearview mirror, may the memories be a sweet, sweet vision of what actually lies ahead. Well, friends, that brings to a wrap this part two of our March Forward series. Next week, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, is our 50th episode. Who would have thought? Um, Thank you to all of our supporters who continue to tune in and share our podcast each week. Next week, episode 50 is going to be part three of our March Forward series entitled Somewhere New, where we'll spend a little more time focusing on the future. What if God is calling you to something new, somewhere new? Or what if you've kind of hit a roadblock and it's time for something different in life? We'll discuss that and a whole lot more next time. And as always, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.